einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Hello and welcome to The Canadian Wants to Know Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to talk about opinions. We've all got them. So what do we do when our opinions clash with other people? I read a lot of news and I keep up with current events. I could use that time to do more productive things, but it's a habit I have a hard time breaking. Unfortunately, the news is full of negativity. Catastrophe over here, people fighting over there, protests in between. In general, a big chaotic soup of conflict. I don't think it's possible to eliminate conflict between humans, but is it possible to decrease the intensity of our conflicts? That's the question I want to explore in this episode. There are three things I want to discuss regarding opinions and conflict. The first point is meet people where they are. One of the reasons conflict arises between people is because we have expectations of others. I'll give you some examples. When people complain about little things such as the weather, late trains, or boring days at work, I get annoyed. In my mind, I think, well, that's not a good reason to complain. I don't say anything to the person because I'm Canadian and we're too polite, but inside I'm a little irritated. I start to think about that and why it bothers me so much. In my opinion, those are not good reasons to complain, but for those people, they are good reasons. I don't need to agree with them, but I also don't need to expect them to think my way. That's only going to ruin my mood so I have to remember, you can't change people. You can only change the way you react to people. That's a stupid example, but let's talk about a more consequential example. That's a big fancy word for you guys, consequential. I have strong political and social views, and I'm often confronted by people who have opposing views. 90% of the time, I can discuss differences without getting emotional, but there is one subject that always brings out my emotions. That is the topic of immigration. In previous episodes, I've talked about this topic. My mother was born in Guatemala. My father comes from Nicaragua. I was raised in Canada. I am the son of immigrants. I've experienced firsthand the challenges that come with moving to a new country and trying to build a life in a foreign place. I saw the tears, the disappointments, the hardships of the immigrant experience. A lot of the people that I love most in this, in this world are immigrants. I have grandparents who are Chinese, African, indigenous, and of European descent. The only reason I exist is because people from around the world came together, they immigrated to new places and had babies with each other. My parents made so many sacrifices so that I could have a good life in Canada. Our life was not easy as immigrants. So when people talk bad about immigrants, it becomes personal for me. What I've had to learn, though, is that I can't expect 
people to understand my position because they have not lived my life. They have not immigrated to a new country. They haven't struggled to learn a new language and adapt to a new culture. So, of course, their opinions will be very, very different to mine. As soon as this becomes clear to me, my intensity will decrease. And the reason that I use it in the future tense is because it's still not something that I am able to do uh, today as easily as I want my anger, my frustration, I'm sure it will diminish and I'll be able to communicate in a more respectful and calm way. But I really need to meet people where they are and understand that they have a different experience of life. So their viewpoint, their perspective will be different. Um, At the end of the day, we're all doing the best we can. We have different experiences of life which leads us to different conclusions, and that's okay. None of us lives up to our our ideals. So what do I mean here? On my website, you'll see that the values of my company, if you go on my about page, are respect, openness, and empathy. This is what I'm trying to live up to. But am I always respectful? No. Am I always open to new ideas? No. Am I always empathetic? No, I'm not. So if I'm not able to live up to my ideals 100% of the times, I cannot expect others to live up to their ideals. So we need to decrease the expectations that we have of others. If, If we learn to see the humanity in people and not see them as enemies, as, as bad people, our conversations will become much friendlier and cordial. Question for you. Are you able to stay calm when discussing controversial topics? And if yes, how do you do it? Please give me tips. I need help. Number two, learn to laugh at yourself. A big part of the problem is we take ourselves too seriously. And with this statement, I'm speaking to myself. I'm not talking about anyone else. I'm talking about myself. We can talk about the immigrant example again. Instead of taking it personally, right? the person, whenever they make some statements about immigrants, they're not attacking me. I can say, you know what? This person has an opinion that is different to mine. So what? Trying to force someone to think my way is only going to create resistance from the other person. That's why name-calling and insulting people who think differently is a terrible strategy. No one has ever changed their mind because you called them stupid. Let's think of uh, some possible examples that are, are contemporary. If I call an unvaccinated person ignorant and selfish, it's not going to change that person's position. If I call a vaccinated person, oh, you are just sheep, you're manipulated by the media and by the government, that's not going to change the opinion of vaccinated people. If I meet someone who is a supporter of the IVD and I say, oh, you're a Nazi, that's not going to change that person and, and make them vote for another party. Or if I criticize the young people who, who go out and protest on, on Fridays for Future and I say, oh, these are just extremists, environmental extremists, they're hypocritical, they're n- never going to actually live up to what they're talking about. If I do that, I'm never going to change these people's minds. So name calling, 
never works as a strategy to get people to change their point of view. I think it's better if we just learn how to laugh at our collective stupidity and hypocrisy. All of us have flaws. None of us is perfect. We all have strange opinions. For example, I'm a huge, huge basketball fan. I love the NBA. And I believe that when I scream at the television during a basketball game, my team will perform better. It's a really ridiculous idea, but I'm not going to change that. (laughs) This is something that I believe in. That's something that I do on a regular basis. We're all kind of weird and strange in the way we think and in the way we behave. And that's why I think comedians play a very important role in society. They point out the stupidities within culture and then we all laugh about it. And the reason we laugh is because we know that some of the things that they're saying are actually true. Canadians are too nice. Germans are serious. Americans like guns. The French like to protest. Instead of being offended, let's learn how to take a joke. That's one way to build bridges between different groups of people. Yes, my group does stupid things just like yours. We're all a little crazy. Remember, anger divides, laughter unites. Question for you. Is there a stand-up comedian that you like? My favorite comedians are Dave Chappelle, Tom Segura, and Bill Burr. If you're someone who's easily offended, then please do not watch their comedy. For everyone else, yeah, I I can recommend it. It, Of course, sometimes it's going to be... Maybe some people will say it goes too far, but the idea is that we learn how to just laugh and take a joke and not take life so seriously. The third point I want to discuss is live and let live. I'm sure you've all heard this this phrase before, uh, but what does it actually mean and how can we actually practice that? And to begin, I want to talk about religion. Ooh, scary religion, right? The big criticism of religion is that it forces people to think a certain way and doesn't allow for differences of opinion. Historically, people were killed in Europe because they were Protestant or because they held views that were contradictory to the Catholic Church. The first uh, people who went to America, these were Protestants that were running away from the Catholic Church, the persecutions of the Catholic Church. But the Catholic Church was not the only organization that was doing that. Protestants also committed lots of crimes against groups that they didn't agree with. For example, they killed women who they suspected of being witches. So I understand the criticism. We don't want an institution to tell us how to think. Okay, that's bad. We don't want that. What I find strange, though, is that in our rejection of religion, we've become religious ourselves. What do I mean by this? If someone holds on to traditional views on marriage, we say, okay, that's a bad person. If someone has a point of view about women that is different to the mainstream, then we that call that person sexist. We've determined that some opinions are black and white. Exactly what religious institutions have done for hundreds of years. No discussion. Either you agree with my point of view or else you don't belong here. That seems pretty religious to me. 
the behavior we reject, we reject being told how to think, is exactly what we've become. We tell other people how to think. You disagree with me on climate change? You're bad. You disagree with me on vaccines? You're ignorant. You disagree with me on social issues? You're sexist, racist, misogynistic. So we've created all these words to attack to attack people who think differently to me. What happened to live and let live? And of course, I do not want to see violence committed against women, minorities, or the LGBTQ community, but is it possible to disagree with people and coexist? I think so. And maybe someone will say to me, George, I don't want to coexist with people who think differently to me, and I want to tell other people how to think. If they don't see it my way, I must force them to see it my way. And, I, and, and to that person, I say, okay, if that's what you want to do, then, then do that. And I don't want you to misunderstand me. This doesn't mean that all opinions are created equal. I don't believe that the opinions of a neo-Nazi are valid. But there is a way to engage with people that doesn't lead to shouting and screaming and name-calling. Right? We don't need to go to that extreme. When you talk to someone with opposing views, it's important to really listen to what they are saying. Oftentimes, we think we know what they mean, so we don't let them explain their point of view completely. So the first step is to actually listen to the message. What is the person actually saying? What do they actually believe? Then we need to ask questions instead of making statements. Instead of saying, oh, you're racist, oh, you're sexist. No, ask questions. And for example... Can you explain what you mean when you say this? How did you come to this conclusion? What are the implications of your viewpoint? Is there another way to look at that situation? Questions are a way to create open dialogue. And that's not possible when we're angry. And that's not possible when we're screaming at people and calling them ignorant or sheep or stupid. Like it's not going to happen. We need to ask questions. We need to listen. So let's do a recap. Number one was meet people where they are. People have different experiences of life, which leads them to different conclusions. Someone who grew up in a, in, in a village where they never interacted with a foreigner will not see the world the way I do. I grew up in a, in a very, very multicultural society in Canada. Someone who grew up in a conservative environment a conservative religious environment, will not have the same opinions I do when it comes to issues such as homosexuality. Expecting that people will see things the way I see them is a recipe for disaster. Once we understand that, conflicts will decrease in intensity. The second point was we need to learn how to laugh at ourselves We've all done stupid things. We all believe stupid things too. Like, I, I think that someone who only believes logical things is boring. I want to hang out with real people, not with robots. So once we've established that, there's going to be a diversity of thought and opinions and beliefs that people will have all different types of ideas and that's okay. It's, once we understand that, we can stop being so defensive and stop getting offended for every little thing. 
yeah, Canadians live in igloos. We go to school with bears and we live in a permanent state of winter. Yeah, why not? Right? I've, I hear this. I, I heard that a lot when I was growing up or when I, when I would visit the United States. Like, oh, do you guys live in igloos? Yeah, I heard this. Right? It's okay. I, rem- I actually, I met a person once who told me, oh, wow, Canada's a cold country? I didn't know that. <laughs> and when that person said that to me, I actually got offended. I was like, man, that's the one thing everyone knows about Canada. I got offended because they didn't know about this Canadian stereotype. So it's pretty stupid on my part. No matter what you say, someone's going to take it the wrong way. So learn to laugh at how stupid all of this is. Like it's all just ridiculous. Remember, in the end, none of us gets out alive. We're, we're all going to end up in the exact same place. So I'd rather enjoy this life and laugh and tell jokes with other people than being serious and and angry for every little thing that people say to me that I don't agree with. And the third point was live and let live. We don't want a church. We don't want an institution to tell us how to think. Well, then we also need to stop telling other people how to think. Some people are religious. Others are atheist. Some are straight. Others are gay. Some are conservative. Others are liberal. That's fine. It does not change the person's intrinsic value. And it doesn't make them a bad person. It simply makes them a human being trying to figure out the madness of life. And if someone disagrees with this statement, okay, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I disagree with myself 50% of the time, if not more. So, yeah, you can also disagree with me. Instead of giving you a question to think about, today I have a challenge for you. I call it the funny face challenge. Send me a picture of you making a funny face. I think it's important for us to laugh and be silly sometimes. And I want to give a shout out to Claudine for giving me the idea for this challenge. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. I published an online course to help Germans correct their most common mistakes in English. You can click on the link in the show notes for more information. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.